Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Happy eight days of nine days of holiday magic. If you have been following along on social media, you know that I am house sitting up in the mountains and we were having a big storm and uh, and my voice is slowly going away, which isn't super great for a podcaster, but you know, whatever. So um, luckily <laughs> the next couple weeks episodes are already recorded and we don't have to listen to me rasp about, but I did want to quickly come on here and just do some housekeeping. For those of you who celebrated yesterday, I hope you had a very wonderful Christmas and Santa brought you everything you asked for. If you haven't already, check out the Santa Claus is Coming to Town parody that I participated in with a couple other anti-MLM advocates, all of which have either been guests on the show or are about to be guests on the show. So there's a little sneak peek for next week as well. And real quick before we start the show, I want to invite you to come join me on New Year's Eve on social media. We will be going live. We will be sharing fun stuff, having some guests. You can find me on TikTok at Berta Like Woe. That's W-H-O-A. I can't wait to ring in the new year and see what 2022 has for the anti-MLM community. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. I am so excited today because we have, I mean, you if you've been on TikTok or Instagram recently on the anti-MLM hashtag, you have seen this woman. She's incredible, but um, I'm going to introduce you to hashtag Scheme Lee. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Scheme Lee. Thank you. So Thank happy you to have so you. Much. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Wait, hello, 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 hello. Oh. God, it's like it takes a lot of energy to do Absolutely. her. Um, so Mallory, welcome to the yes. show. It's so Thank wonderful you. to have you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm I'm like kind of geeking out a little bit. You're like our local celebrity, <laughs> which I'm sure is like weird for you to hear. I think it's it's weird for me because like just last night I got 750 followers on Instagram and I was like, holy crap. And like in the grand scheme of things, people are like, that's not huge. And I'm like, to me, that like that's huge. Like, why, why do people follow me? It's, it's just so strange. So I, I kind of understand how you must feel hearing that. Cause I'm like, why do people message me and say, Oh, I'm so glad I found you and your page is funny. And I'm like me. Oh, okay, cool. So I, I kind of know how you feel, but I'm, I'm like geeking out to be talking to you. It's really crazy. I know exactly <laughs> how you feel. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's wild. This entire year has been wild for anti MLM uh-huh. for all of the anti MLM creators. Like all of our yeah. accounts are just, I, I can't even keep up with it. I don't even look at the numbers anymore because right. it's just wild. Right. Um, congratulations on, on <laughs> surpassing 700. That's amazing. Everyone has to start somewhere. Right. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, I just literally started. I think maybe I had been watching, I don't know, maybe it was you or Chelsea Suarez. And somebody said like, just start. And there was one night where I was laying in bed and I had like, I don't know, it was maybe two weeks into like binging your videos. And I was laying in bed and like, I had like really severe ADHD, which I talked about on, I was on Huns to Humans podcast a couple weeks ago. And I talked about that. And so like, I hyper fixate on things. And like, currently I'm hyper fixating on anti MLM, but I was like, just laying in bed 
conjuring up ideas. And I was like, I have so many thoughts and things that I want to say. And I just thought, I don't even care if nobody wants to listen to them. I just need to say them. I just need to say it. So then I literally started a YouTube channel first, like just started talking into my computer and then just made it and uploaded it and then made the Instagram. And then I started following, like, you know, it suggests people I started following and posting more and it just started kind of growing. And, you know, every, and like, sometimes like, there'll be a nice where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted because I just recorded like seven reels, like batch recorded. And then I'm like, I don't think I can do this anymore. And then the next day I have another idea and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go do this right now. So it just like keeps growing. And it's, it's been, and it's, and it's only been two months of me doing this. Like, it's been really bizarre, but amazing. You are hilarious and one of my favorite things about you is that you like you have humor without dehumanizing people and I love that I appreciate that like that's one of the big things that I so like I for those who like do know me or don't know me I am a teacher by trade so like I had my original background was in musical theater like that's my first degree was musical theater and like comedy has always been like my thing but like, I've never really found like my niche in like what I was best at. Like I was always good at character roles when I did musicals and things like that. But in terms of like, you know, improv or stand up comedy, there was nothing that like, I was super good at just like creating on my own. I always had to get like, someone had to hand me a script, but in any case, so then like eventually my theater degree morphed into me being a teacher and I got a music ed degree. So now like my actual full-time job is music education. Like I'm an, I am an elementary music teacher and that's what I do for a living, but I work virtually. So I teach for an online school. So literally all day, every day, I'm just making video. I'm making content for elementary kids. So like, I'm literally sitting in this room right here being like, so today we're going to learn about the corner note and like being ridiculous and using these wigs. Like one day I made a video wearing scheme Lee's wig where I, but I like turned her more into like a rocker, like a punk rock. And I was like, Hey guys. So, you know, Mallory is out sick today. So I'm going to be your teacher. And like, just did the whole lesson as this completely different character because I was getting bored, you know? So like, that's what I do all day. So it was kind of easy for me to start making these videos because during my lunch break or, you know, after I would batch record music content, I'd be like on Instagram and then see a reel and be like, oh, I'm going to go do this real quick while I'm uploading my music stuff. So it just kind of like fell into it. And with this content, it was like the first time that I felt it was the first time I felt like I have content that I know, like I understand what this content is, but so getting back to like not dehumanizing people though, like that is because I'm a teacher because I used to do high school. Like I used to be a high school music teacher. Like I'm huge on anti-bullying. Like that is just, it's like a no, no, there's no tolerance for it. And you know, I was bullied all through middle school. Like I dealt with it. I've been five foot 11 and three quarters since I was like, I don't know, two, like I've just been a giant my whole life pretty much. So I've been made fun of all the time. I dealt with it. I've cried about it. And I came out the other end, super confident and like just completely sure of myself. Like I know exactly who I am. And even when I have moments of insecurity, like last night we had like, we were supposed to go out for my birthday and it kind of got botched because it snowed like crazy over here. So like nobody could come out, but I was like feeling like, oh, I don't like, why should I go out? And like, who wants to celebrate me? Like, I don't, this is like, I was feeling super insecure, but at the same time, I was like, screw that. I'm awesome. I'm going to go celebrate my birthday. So like, I'm very confident in who I am, but when it came to this content, 
I was really clear of like, and, and I learned a lot of this from watching your videos and Chelsea Suarez and Isabel Lanter and like all of these people of like, we are criticizing the behavior, not the person. And with some people, it gets to the point where you're just like, okay, this person might just be a crappy person, like at their core. However, they are still a human. They're still a, like, they still deserve respect, even if they're not giving it. And so it wasn't too long ago that someone started to bully me uh, online. I started to like receive and it was just, and I saw it really happening because I was like, I am criticizing a product and a business model and you're attacking me for my hair color. Like this woman started to bully me because my hair looked like it needed a better toner and it was dry. And then she called me an ogre. And I was like, I'm, I'm so confused as to why you're so angry at me. Cause like I said nothing about, so anyhow, it's just really important to me that no matter where my content goes or what I say or what I do, that it is about what they're saying and not what they look like or who they are as a person or attacking their children. Like I, I have like zero tolerance for that because actually after Lula Rich came out, the woman, I forget her name now, but the woman who was on the documentary that still sells, um, I went and followed her cause I was just really curious, like about her. I just wanted to see, and she had made a post and somebody uh, had posted like, how can you still do this after that documentary came out? You're, you know, this is blah, blah, blah. And they said something that like insulted her. And I don't like say this out loud now to be like a bragger. Like I'm really not, but like I, it was like in that moment that I thought she's in a position where I don't think she could give this up. Like, I think that if she did leave it, it would be worse for her. And there's no need to attack who she is or anything about her and so like, I made a comment, I forget exactly what I said, but I made a comment to this woman and I was like, you don't need to attack her personally. Like there, there's no need for this. And that's really when I started to like decide that any content I made was going to be focusing on the content and not the person, because at the end of the day, we're all, we're all people <laughs> and we want them to come to our side. We want them to like, see what's happening and be like, oh shoot. And not feel like if they came to our side, we hate them. You know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of why. Absolutely. First of all, happy birthday. I want to say that to you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And secondly, to the woman's point about your toner, I'm a professional hairstylist. I know what the trends are. And let me just say, beautiful buttery tones are super in so your toners your toner spot on so that woman and I've had this that woman has no idea what she's talking about well yeah and I've had this color literally for one of my 36 I think I went this color like when I was 18 19 maybe so like I've been this color for years um (laughs) maybe get a maybe cut it short but we're not changing the color we're not doing that yeah add some texture (laughs) to your haircut but don't change the color the color's great thank you um yes and the dehumanizing uh aspect of anti-MLM is my least favorite part which is entirely why I started speaking out about the compassion-based anti-MLM community years ago and really changing my focus to being compassion-based right because I say this all the time if you come at somebody and you attack them and you make them feel bad they're not going to be like oh geez I can't wait to follow you and stick around they're going to block you right and if they block you and then they need you 
a year right. later, six months later, three days later, they can't find you because they forgot your name or whatever. They're yeah. not going to be able to find you. And they're not right. going to be able to get the information that you have that helps them. So exactly. again, all of these people are victims, whether they know they're a victim or not. That's the <laughs> most wild thing ever. It's, it's one of the only times I've ever seen where like victims are like, I am not, this is, you are wrong. Right. This cult indoctrination thing. You, you see it only in cultish groups, yep. like MLMs, religion, high pressure groups. Yeah. Yeah. I just finished listening to, um, cultish by Amanda Montel. Well, actually I have like 30 minutes left, but like, I, I consider that I've read, you know, listened to the whole book. Um, and it's like, so true that it's just the conditioning. And that's, it's like, when I think about my upline and I've talked about her on my stories, I've talked about her. I think I talked about her on the last podcast I was on. She, we went to college together and I, to this day, she's a wonderful human being. There is nothing that I could possibly say about her that is like, she does not fall into this mega hun category, even though she is very high up in her MLM. Like she, she has a huge downline and she is making a a financially lucrative living. Um, But there's nothing I would ever say about her intentionally misleading people. She is such a good person, big hearted. And I view the way that she probably sees all this right now, the way that I did before I found this community of just like, you really believe that creating these relationships is, is like good. Like you're, you're, you're doing good work. But once I was able to see it from the perspective of, I am creating relationships with the underlying purpose of making a sale I just, I got, I I felt cringy. And like, even if she were to hear this now and think like, well, well, yeah, but maybe she still doesn't even get it. It's not, there's just no ill intent there. And so I think that's like, what's the most kind of like frustrating, but like maybe hopeful for me is that like one day, maybe she will see it, but I get nervous too, for people like her, because it's like, when you get to that point of like such success and that's how I also realized it is like, if all of her downline just stopped, she wouldn't be making the money she's making. Like she does have good sales. She does sell the product, but she has a huge team. So like, that's when I realized if her team stopped, she'd have to start hustling to get more people to join her team again, to hit those numbers, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just, it's not sustainable. Like nobody really can do this. I, I, may, I think I made a post about this. I was like, you know, everybody talks about financial freedom when they're trying to recruit, but nobody says like, Hey, our MLM also has a great retirement plan. Like they're not, no one's ever thinking long-term about, about when they join an MLM. It's like, I can make six figures in a month, but how long is that actually sustainable? And if you're not smart about using that six figures per month and saving it in a right way, what happens when it's time to retire? Do you just stop making money and you have no pension and you have no, like nothing. So that's when I started thinking like, why are we not looking at it from the retirement perspective too, especially for people who have children? So she has three children and her husband works, but like, you know, I just, I thought like, what happens when this all kind of starts to crumble? Where is she going to go? And so I'm, I'm like hopeful that maybe one day she's able to come up with another plan. And I don't say that meaning like I want her to, you know, her whole life to implode, but like, there's so many people that are in that, that team that are good people. And I hope that one day they can like find something else and see what this is actually doing. Because, you know, I was watching, um, Aaron B's react to herself. Did you see that YouTube video she did? Not oh yet. <laughs> oh my God. Is, I need to. 
It is one of the best YouTube. I think there's someone else. Someone messaged me that somebody else also does it, but she is reacting to herself. And it's very, you can see how uncomfortable she is. And it's also a little uncomfortable for the viewer because you're just like, oh God. But when she was the, the prove it girl, she was saying things that my upline said of like, you know, don't be spammy. Don't be cold messaging people. You want to, you have to care about these people. You have to create relationships with these people because how are they going to trust you to buy your product if they don't know you? And then she would pause and she'd be like, that's so predatory and so scammy. And I was like, oh my, like, those are things that I was told to do, like make relationships. And I got to the point where when I was messaging actual people that I was friends with just to check in, even if my only intention was to be like, you know, my friend's suffering from depression. My friend is, you know, have going through a divorce. My friend is whatever. If I was messaging them to just say like, how are you doing in the back of my head? I was like, Oh, they're going to think that I'm going to say something about posh. And I made me feel so uncomfortable that I stopped reaching out. And I am that person. I will message people, you know, if you say something on Facebook that you're struggling, I will message you, even if we've not talked in a while, I'd be like, hey, are you cool? Like, what's going on? But if everybody thought like, oh, Mallory's going to try and push me on, you know, soap, (laughs) I was like, I don't want, I I just, I I couldn't stand it. So it was just, uh, it was just cringy. And watching her react to herself, I was seeing all of the things that my upline said and my upline did and you know, it's, it's so hard when you know that where they're coming from is what they believe to be a really good place. So, and that's, I think that's what makes us the most frustrating is that it's like, we're like fighting an evil that has, that doesn't even know it's evil. It's not trying to be evil. It's trying to be good. And you're like, no, 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 (laughs) this is not good. So it's, it's like really been, um, it's been like a weird, uh, roller coaster for me just in learning everything I've learned, learning how to use protective language, um, you know, so that I don't get nailed to the wall. Um, and then sometimes I'll post on my personal page things that I want to just like throw out there. Like, you know, yesterday was small business Saturday and boy, did we see lots of thanks for supporting my small business. And I was like, I'm going to throw up like this is super frustrating. So it's just, uh, but it's something that I finally feel like I'm doing something right, you know, beyond education. This is something, it's like a hobby that I feel like this is, I'm doing something good with a hobby. That's not just for myself. It is something that like is going to benefit others. And so it's, it's been pretty great. It's amazing. You're amazing. All of this is amazing. So let's get into your MLM and like how it came into your life and like what MLM slash MLMs you were part of. Um, You mentioned Posh. Yeah. So that was my second one. So my first one was Tupperware. Um, And, you know, it's funny because like when I write, like of all of the things, it's funny because I was invited to a Tupperware party. I had just had my son. This was, God, so seven years ago. I don't even remember the dates because I was battling with undiagnosed postpartum depression. Okay. Like it was not severe, but it was definitely happening. And I didn't realize it. Um, because I was like trying to like find myself after having a baby, I was missing my body. I was missing like being checked out at the bar, like, you know, cause I just didn't feel attracted, whatever. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's so it, real. And that like mm-hmm. being a mother, like, <sighs> 
it's, it's a, it's just, it changes so many things inside of you. Like, right. Because like, I have an amazing marriage. My husband's incredible, but after having a baby, it was like, once I realized that he was the only person ever to, was going to look at me, like I was sexy again, I was like, wait, but, but other people used to think I was sexy. And it just like, it like messed with my brain. Don't worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) But that means like mess with my brain. So anyhow, not that that has anything to do with Tupperware, but in any case, that's kind of where I was mentally. Um, So a friend of mine that I worked with at the previous school, I've been in so many different jobs before all of this happened. Um, he had just bought a house and he, his friend's wife was a Tupperware consultant. And so she had said, I guess like, Hey, you need stuff in your kitchen. Let's let me host a, let's host a Tupperware party so you can stock your kitchen. And he wanted to support his wife's friend. So he invited like all of the staff, like that he worked with. I, and I was like, Oh, a night to like get out and like do something that's not work related and like leave my son at home. I'm doing this. I was the only one that showed up. Like there were, he had other friends that went, but from work, I was the only one from work that showed up and I was like, oh my God. So yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, so I'm just trying to make the best of it. Cause I'm super social. So I have like no problem, like making friends, but I'm like, you know, at this coworker's house where I literally don't know anyone else. So she starts like, and with Tupperware, like they do a demonstration and make a dish of like a product. So she demonstrated this cheese grater and like the way that she sold it, she was like, look how easy this cheese grates. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And I like, it was not that good. I have it still in my cabinet. It's not that, I mean, we don't even use it. So as she's selling the, you know, making the pitch and talking about the products, she starts playing a game where she's passing out little, you know, raffle coupons for asking questions about her business. And someone did ask the question, like, how is this not a pyramid scheme? And she answered the question of like, something along the lines of, you know, we sell a product, a pyramid scheme doesn't have a product, which I've now learned is not necessarily true. Um, But, you know, and you can rank up and go above your upline and yada, yada. And so the thing that makes me the most sad when I think back on it is that she didn't even have to try to like recruit me. She, I just was like watching her be a showman basically. And with me having a theater, you know, a theater background, I was like, I said a lot, I was like, I could totally do this. And she's like, yeah, you could fast forward like a week. And they were having like a, a promotion for joining that was like $64 and you get all this stuff. And I was, and I went home and I told my husband, I was like, we're, I, I kind of want to do this. And he's like, uh, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, we can, it, it'll be fine. We can make some money and look at all the kitchen stuff we'll get. Cause we just bought this house before we had our son. Like we need it. So he was like, all right, whatever. So I joined, literally I joined cause she called me the night before the promotion was supposed to end. And I was like at a bar with my husband's high school friends. And I like left the bar to go give her my credit card information to join Tupperware. What a sense um, of FOMO calling you like, Hey, I know you're interested. This ends tomorrow. Right. And you're at a bar right. with your friends and, and I, you yeah. leave the bar to give her your credit card information to join Tupperware. Yep. And at yep. that point you're like, this is totally normal. Let's go. <laughs> right. And I went back to the table and I was like, Hey guys, guess what I just did. I just read Tupperware and there was some older women too. Cause it was like, my husband used to be a football coach. So it was like all of the coaches and then like, you know, so like some of the older women who had watched my husband grow up or whatever, they're, they're like Tupperware. Is that still a thing? And I was like, yeah, totally. You'll have to have a party. Like I immediately started pitching, right? Like it, instantly. 
Like you show up to the table and you're like, guess who I just became? Your neighborhood Tupperware lady who wants to have a party. Right. I was like, I'm going to make a pizza dish with a cheese grater you've never seen before. Meanwhile, like Amazon's like, I have the same thing for cheaper and you don't have to host a party. So I don't remember how long it took, but like maybe a couple weeks later, we hosted like my launch party at my house and my, my upline, she came and she did the whole thing. And either before or after this, I went to her house for like a, I don't know, an indoctrination basically of like, here's what, you know, and she took me to her office and it is stacked with Tupperware bowls. And she's like, this is all the Tupperware that I have earned. And I use it for giveaways and for displays. I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding when I tell you it earned? was. Oh yeah. Cause I, listen, the, I did Tupperware for maybe three or four months. It was not long. I still have so much Tupperware from what I quote unquote earned because they were just giving that crap away just for free, basically. So, um, you know, so she showed me all these bowls that she had. And then we had my launch party. And I remember it was also very awkward because I had people come that like, I normally don't see ever, but they came to my house and we made this food. The thing that was really uncomfortable about uh, Tupperware at that time was that you had to be the one to take the order. So like, if you had a website, you had to pay for it. It was not streamlined the way that I think that it is now. So I had to go around and sit next to people and be like, so what are you going to order? And then like, write it down and help them fill out an order form and then have them write down their credit cards. I remember that. Right. It is very uncomfortable, especially when, um, if someone's placing an order with you, even if it's that way or via instant messenger, um, you, I had to call some people and say, Hey, um, your credit card was declined. Can I get that number again? Like, did we put it down wrong? Or do I, you know, and then they'd be like, what do you mean it was declined? And it is, there has been nothing in my life I've ever done that was more uncomfortable than having to contact someone and tell them their credit card didn't work. So, so uncomfortable. Yes, it, it is one of the worst things I've ever had to experience. So I think I'm, I can only really remember doing one party on my own. I don't believe I did any others. And after that party, again, super uncomfortable, like waiting for people to show up and being like, okay, I'm going to start this cooking demonstration. And like, for someone as theatrical as me to feel uncomfortable, like performing, I was like, this, this doesn't feel right. So I moved to just like trying to do things online or if they had sales, like just saying like, here's a big sale, who wants to, you know, get it. Um, and then they had like a sale on water bottles that were like at my cost would have been like $5. So my upline was like, well, if you buy, you know, X amount and then resell them, you will be able to make more money on the water bottles. Roberto, when I tell you, I still have so many of these damn water bottles because I bought so many and tried to sell them and only sold a few. And then like, we recently moved about six months ago and I, I like, and I felt weird, like getting rid of water bottles. I'm like, well, we always need water bottles. We had so many water bottles. Like it was unbelievable. Um, and just like somehow I still like, I must have made decent enough in quote unquote sales that I got a lot of stuff for free. Like I was able to get things or like at a super discounted price. And I'd be like, honey, I can get this for this price. Do you want to buy it? And he'd be like, okay, I guess. So then we would buy it and then it broke and it wasn't great. Um, and it just was not, it was not a super great experience. And my upline was not like, a mentor, but I would get all these emails from her upline that was like, Hey, we have this meeting at our Tupperware storefront. Cause there was a Tupperware storefront 
but it was like, it wasn't a store. It was like, cause it was in our mall. It was at my mall and it was like always closed, but it had all the displays and big stuff up. And I'm like, what is this? And that's where they would have their like meetings, their in-person meetings for, and I never went because I was a teacher. I had zero time to, to go to Tupperware meetings, but I got these emails all the time. And it's like, if you bring a friend to this opportunity meeting, you get to be entered to win this stupid container. Like, you know, just dumb stuff. And then I remember eventually there was something I was going to get some sort of bonus or whatever if I got one recruit. And I, because I remember when I joined, I had been very clear, like, I don't want to recruit anyone. And my upline was like, you don't have to, it's not like, it's not about that, blah, blah, blah. But then at the end of it, it was like, if you get one recruit, you get blah, blah, blah. So I messaged my cousin who I love dearly and she's an amazing person. And I was like, listen, can you like, do you want to do this for me? And she's like, I don't want to sell Tupperware. And I was like, no, 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 you don't have to. Like, you can just like buy the kit, use the stuff and never like, I don't like, I don't care if you do anything with it. She like made up a completely different email to join Tupperware, got the kit. And then eventually like sent an email that was like, can you please remove me from all these emails? Um, and then like deleted the email just so I would get this bonus. And right after that happened, then I was like, all right, I'm, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Oh my so, God. Yeah. Well, here's just, another question I have for you. Like huh. the, ju- like the juxtaposition of you walking into your upline's house and seeing all of her front loading backstock that she's like, mm-hmm. look at all this stuff that I have for my right. Tupperware business. And at that moment being like, Oh my God, probably excited. Like, look at all this stuff uh-huh. to the point where you're leaving and you also have a room full of stuff, mm-hmm. but maybe you're not so excited about it. Like what, what was that feeling of like in the beginning being excited and at the end actually having it and being like, what have I done? I don't know so much that it was a feeling of what have I done? Because in my head, I, I had justified it that I was going to use all this stuff at some point that it was all kitchen stuff. It was stuff that I could use because like I left, I left Tupperware not feeling like this is a scam. Like I didn't, I didn't see it that way yet. I was just kind of like, I don't want to do this. Like, this is not for me. Um, so around that time, my friend from college started, started selling perfectly posh because perfectly posh is only 10 years old. They were formed in 2011. So I, so this is maybe 2015, 2016. Uh, all the, the dates are, are foggy for me, but she started selling and I saw her posting on, you know, Facebook about it. And I was like, Oh, I really love her. Like, I want to, I want to support her. So I ended up like buying, uh, well, she sent me some happy mail because, uh, they, she had posted things like, I'll send you samples of this stuff free of charge, like totally on me. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Like, that's awesome. So she sent me this cute little package that had like some of it was stuff from Posh that like was sample sizes, but other stuff that she had hand poured into like little things and wrote a note to me and was like, I'd love your feedback. And it was interesting because we were always encouraged to posting of like, I love your feedback on the product as if it was something that we had created and we wanted a review on our soaps on our lotions, but it's not like I had no, we had no hand in making these things. So Truth be told, I loved it. It was great face wash. You know, like I was using whatever face wash. I think it was like Neutrogena, whatever. And this face wash was called Best Friend for or Best Face Forever, BFF. Posh is like really known for having cute, kitschy names. Um, <laughs> rather than these cute, kitschy names. And 
I really did like the face wash and I really did like the, the moisturizer. And then she was in posh for like maybe two years at this point, And I was watching her like rank up and like getting better. And like, she had this VIP group and I was in it and it was like growing in numbers and the engagement was really high. And so then they came out with this defiant eye cream. And it's funny because like one of your videos, you said like, it's never really about the product because sometimes the products are good. And the defiant eye cream was good. Like I genetically have deep, like deep, dark circles. My, my bags are inset. Like it's not great. And so I bought the, um, the defiant eye cream. And for some reason, when I bought it, I think I also bought the moisturizer with it as well. It was like a package. They sent me a box of 25 samples of the eye cream. And she messaged me. She's like, she's like, I saw this, like, cause she, I guess has reports of what comes in our pack. She's like, why do you have all that samples? I was like, I don't know. I didn't order this. She's like, I will buy it from you. And I was like, uh, well, hold on. Because if I like this stuff, if it works, I'm just going to use the samples so that I don't have to buy more. Like I'll just use that. She's like, well, that's smart too. But if you seriously don't want those samples, I will buy them from you. And I was like, okay. So then this defiant eye cream, like worked, like I was not selling at this point, but I wanted to have like true before and after pictures. So like, I, I think I waited till one o'clock in my kitchen where the sunlight was great and took a before picture and then used it religiously. And two weeks later, I waited till one o'clock when the sun was the same and took another after picture. So I was like really trying, cause we all know before and after pictures are garbage. So I was really trying to be as truthful about the lighting, the location, the time of day so that we could get like a really good result. And it, I mean, it was a great eye cream. My dark circles really started to disappear. Everything was working. So sometime around that time was when I was like, I might, I might want to, to, to check this out. So I talked to her a little bit about it. She never was super pushy. And I don't think she had to be though, either, because at this point she had built enough of a team where she didn't necessarily need to like actively try to get people to join. It was just kind of like, and she was always that type of uh, upline where it was like, don't be pushy. Don't ever be pushy. And so I felt safe in that. Um, so then it was like the summer of 2017, maybe, I guess. Um, and I was going through like a medication switch. Um, there was like, I, I, there was like a period of time where we thought maybe I was bipolar. And so I was like going through all this and my son had just gone to my mother-in-law's, um, my mother-in-law lives in Kentucky. And so every summer my kids go down there for like a week and me and my husband have like staycation. Um, but he had just gone down for two weeks this time. Uh, and it was like the longest that we were going to be without him. And I was going through this medication switch, everything was, I was just like feeling like life sucks. So for some reason at like 11 o'clock at night, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I need something different. I need something to do. Also, because I had just the year before I had been let go from my job because long story short, I was not a certified teacher in the first school I worked at in Pennsylvania for charter schools. You just need to have a four-year degree in the content you're teaching. I had a theater degree, a musical theater degree. So I was teaching musical theater and music, but the school I was working at, they were like, Hey, you've got six months to get certified or you don't have a job. And I was like, that's physically impossible. So, uh, I basically got fired and then decided to go back to school full time. So I'm at this point where I'm not really making a lot of money at all because I'm like piecing together work. I started bartending a little bit. Um, 
I, I didn't have a regular income anymore because for the first part of my entire relationship with my husband, I was the main breadwinner. And now I had lost my job, had to go onto his healthcare. And now he was main breadwinner. I was going back to school full time, like as a college, as a 32 year old college kid in classes with kids that are the age of, like I taught these kids, you know what I mean? Like they were the same age of high schoolers. I had just finished teaching. So I was like in a really weird space. Um, so I like 11 o'clock at night decided I need something else to do. And because I wasn't putting on shows, I wasn't doing anything. So I joined Posh. And like the next morning she messaged me. She's like, oh, hey, there you are. I see you joined. So then I get added to all these groups, not group chats. I wasn't in any like messages or, you know, anything like I see people do, but I was added to like Facebook groups and the love. I mean, what I didn't know at the time, but like the love bombing started, it was like, my picture was put up in a post of like, let's welcome Mallory to the fold or whatever. And everyone's like, welcome. We're here to support you. We're here to do anything you need. And so then I like did a FaceTime call with her. I think it was like on messenger, um, where she like walked me through what my first party was going to look like and how to do all that. And at the time I did genuinely like enjoy doing it because I was like getting on Facebook and talking about stuff and being like, let me show you this face wash and whatever. Um, and then I started making sample packs. And when I started and I saw sales were happening, like I made, I made these little sample packs and took a picture of it. And I posted it on my Facebook and said, who wants to snag one of these totally for free? I'll mail them out. And I got tons of response, mailed them all out. And I'm telling you, I think I got barely any sales from it. Like it did not yield huge results, but I did it pretty consistently for like almost a year and a half. Um, host trying to book parties, like doing those blitzes where she would like post like, Hey, we're going to do a booking blitz. And what are your goals? And then as soon as like the, the month, the end of the month chaos would happen of like trying to hit that rank or hit those goals. Then like the next day she would post like shout out posts of like all of our pictures saying, here are our top 10 earners. And here is the second line, top 10 earners. And I would feel so much pride. Like I made it onto this post. And then right after that post, it was like, all right, so what are your next goals for the next month? And I'm like, oh my God, I just, I just worked so hard this month. And now I have to like start all over again. And then in the process of the two years I was with it, they changed the way their compensation plan worked. They went from because it used to be just 25%. Then all of a sudden you had the option of earning 40%. The more you earned, the more percentage that you could earn. So like, but it started out at 15%. So if you only sold under $100, you only made 50%. But then once you went to 100 to 350, then you made 20% and you got that 20% on the first 100. So like it, whatever. It was like prorated, I guess. And then they changed it from the pyramid, which they didn't call it the pyramid, but the original compensation plan was like, you know, all of the people under you could bet, like could feed your, your income. Well, then they changed it to a sphere of influence and they changed, they changed us from consultants to influencers. And I hated it. I was like, I am not an influencer. I don't want to say I'm a perfectly posh influencer, but the way they changed the structure though, was that only your first and second, like secondary downlines affected your income. So then all of a sudden it's like, if I recruited you and you recruited someone else, Chelsea, okay. Cause <laughs> you recruited Chelsea. If Chelsea recruited anyone else, they did not affect my, my bonuses all of a sudden. So it was only the first and second downlines. So what that inherently did though, was that encouraged you to recruit more initial people to build your thing. 
So I hated the sphere of influence. And this was around the time that I started kind of like dropping off. But then I was like, oh, maybe I want to relaunch my business. I did fundraisers with Posh at the school I worked at. And I think that that was the one thing that like I really look back on and feel the most grimy about because I got it approved by my administration. It's not like I did it. And then they found out like I presented it. I said, I sell perfectly posh. I can, we can do a fundraiser. We're just going to sell soaps and lotions that are $10 each. And I will donate 20%, like my commission, which is 20%, I'll donate back to my show choir. And she was like, oh yeah, that sounds great. But what was happening was once I got to a certain point in sales, my commission went up to 25 and then 30, but I had only committed to 20%. So I only gave 20%. And then we had the buy five, get one free. So when people all were putting in these orders, they were paying for maybe seven bars of soap if they bought that, but then I could get another one free. So I would use that to back, like to, to create a stock to give away for giveaways and then my PV went up. So like, and then I got bonuses for my PV. So I benefited from this fundraiser and I did it twice, which made like, at the time I was like, yeah, no, this is, I'm giving my commission. This is totally fine. Once I saw it for what it was, I, I feel so gross about it. And I don't work at that school anymore. I left. Um, there was a lot of changes there. And I, I recognized there was a lot of like toxic like abuse happening. So I ended up leaving there. Um, but even still, like when I think back on like having my students try to sell face masks and soap, like it was just, it, it was inappropriate and not, not ethical at all. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times like MLMs try to make themselves look a lot better by saying, oh, we give back, we have a foundation, right. we have a charity. We're right. going to match funds on these fundraisers. Right. Oh yeah. They had like women, whatever um, domestic abuse awareness month was. Oh yeah. We sold, um, we sold like these pack, these packages that were going to go to women's shelters, but like, did I make PV from selling that? Yes, I did. So it like, even if the package went, like I would take donations from people to buy these packages. Or if there was like, I forget, there was like a hurricane maybe that happened or a huge flood. And one of our, um, one of our very own, what had lost a lot of stuff to this flood. So we were taking donations from our customers to send them perfectly posh essentials. Yeah. So like, can we talk I, I, about that for a second. Can we talk about how MLMs take advantage of natural disasters mm-hmm. of uh, just really horrible situations in people's lives. When I was in LuLaRoe, there was always like, Oh, there's a hurricane coming up. Um, there was an Irma. <laughs> shirt in LuLaRoe and a Harvey jacket in LuLaRoe. And if you do not think that those Huns did not take those two hurricanes and use them to their advantage to sell those two items, then that's, you would be very wrong. Oh my God. That's, dis- yeah. that's despicable. It was like hurricane Irma party, get your Irma for hurricane Irma. Yeah. Like, like pure insanity where you're like, wow. Well, the thing. It's like, you know, when people lose a lot of all of their belongings to a hurricane or a fire, the last thing they need is like a bar of soap that smells like apples. 
like boxes just, and boxes of MLM shit. You're like, right, hey, right, we collected like, all this crap no one wanted for you. Right. They're like, well, people are going to need soap. They're going to need something to take care of themselves, to pamper themselves because they're stressed. Listen, if I've lost all of my belongings, the last thing I'm thinking about is locking myself in a bathroom and doing a face mask. That's like not what I'm going to think about. We don't need to send them healer sticks. And I loved the healer stick. It was shea butter and whatever else. And like, I used it for lip balm and all sorts of things. It was a great stick, but like, if I lost all my belongings, I don't need healer sticks. (laughs) I need clothes and socks and food. That's what I need. So but I was like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's send, you know, I'm taking donations, everyone. And did people send me money for that? No, nobody, like I would try. And nobody was like, yeah, let me send you $10 to send a healer stick to some person we don't know in, you know, New Orleans. No, it didn't happen. So when all of that was going on, like, then I got, you know, I got really into my job. Um, and I just like started falling off because I didn't have time for parties. I, I directed high school musicals. Like I was busy. So like, there was just no time for me to have parties. But when I was having parties, it was like, Hey honey, when you put the kids to bed, I'm going to stay up and be in the bedroom hosting this posh party. So then I was like not spending time with my husband or I was like creating graphics on my phone all the time. So like, again, you want to talk about time freedom, how much of my personal time was I actually just on my phone doing stuff. And it's funny because my husband's like, well, you're on your phone a lot now too. And I was like, yeah, but like, I'm not making money from it. And if I need to put my phone down and stop, you know, following people on Instagram, like I can't because it doesn't matter. So I like, I stopped selling and, you know, occasionally I would get like an email that someone had bought, you know, like, oh, you just got a new payment from your hyper wallet. I'd be like, oh crap. Like I really need to like cancel this or whatever. Um, so I eventually I took my credit card information off. I still technically have access to the back office because by the time I decided I was doing this, they had auto debited my yearly fee to, to be a posh consultant or whatever. Funny thing is a couple weeks ago, I like, since I still have that back office access, I took time on my lunch break and I went through all of my order history. I wanted to know how much I sold each month. I wanted to know how much I earned. And then I wanted to know how many orders I placed and how much that like equaled. So what I don't know for sure is of the total number I spent, I don't know what was like cash people gave to me. So like if I placed an order and then they paid me in cash, I don't know the number there. doesn't really matter because in two years, I sold $11,135 in personal volume. In commission, I made $3,112, but I spent, I placed orders for total $4,059. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. 
Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the flow knit high rise boyfriend jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. So now part of that though, was like when we were doing the fundraiser, I placed the big order. So again, I don't know exactly, but still somewhere I definitely spent over, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't really even out because even if the fundraiser was 500 each, then you're looking at just a little under 1000 that was fundraiser money. So it still just breaks even. So I, I made no money and I, I definitely spent more because I mailed samples. I did the sample thing. I mailed those samples out. And then I had, I believe that I needed to have all of the face masks so that I could speak because you have to be a product of the product so that I could say, oh, I've tried this face mask. I've done this face mask. I know what this face mask feels like. Here's my review. And then when they would have launches of the new line. They would, you know, they, they give it to us first at a discount of like $69, but the whole, all of the product equals 112. Look at the deal. And so I would buy these packs and then they would retire stuff, stuff that you love. They'd be like, Hey, we're retiring this. And I would message my Apple and be like, I love this face mask. I love this face wash. Why are they retiring it? She's like, she's like, I know, calm down. She's like, tell your customers to stock up if they really, really love it. But every time we retire something, it gets replaced with something even better. And sometimes it would literally just be a reformulation or a repackaging of the product they retired. So then you get people to spend all this money or I spent all this money on the product I love. And then they relaunch almost the exact same thing or the same thing in just a different scent. And they did that all the time. So just last week, I did a purge of all my posh stuff, all my Senegen stuff. I almost joined Senegens. Like just before I found you, I'd almost joined Senegens and I'd almost joined Norwax. Like I was, I was in this point where I'm like, oh, I could still do this. Like I'm really good on social media. And I bought so much Senegens. I had so much Norwax. I hosted a party just when we moved in here like six months ago. And I killed at that party. I had like over a thousand dollars in sales. I got so much stuff for free. 
there's so much crap that I don't even really use from Norwex. I had a Norwex party when I was in Mm -hmm. and had a killer party and got so much free stuff. Right. So much. Right. Because you can really sell people on cleaning supplies. Like my friend was like opening up a a store or something. And she was like, Oh my God, I need to buy cleaning supplies. She bought like a mop and all the cleaners and all the, like literally because of her. Right. And and the rep was like, Oh my God, your friend is buying so much. You just earned an, a mop for yourself. And I was like, right. Oh my God. If right. I don't want a mop. I don't want to own a mop. I don't want to have to mop. And then when it came, I did an unboxing of all the stuff I'd done for free. And the girl who was the rep, she's like, you should sell this. And I was like, ah, maybe, but I don't know. We'll see. And then the person who invited me to the party, who was my former boss, who I love to death, um she signed up for free whatever the thing was and that was when like right when she signed up was when I found you and when I found a video where someone was like I'm going to debunk the chicken myth with the with the cloth and she literally like did it all scientifically like everything and I sent her this video and I was like hey I know you just signed up with Norwex but like have you watched it she's like yeah I'm cool and I was like okay cool But that's when I was just like, I definitely need to not join Norwax. I need to not join Senegens because that sounded like a nightmare to me. Um, and I, but I had, I mean, I spent, when I left my job and started working from home, I like got really into doing makeup again. And my friend was going through a messy divorce. She was selling Senegens. So I wanted to support her. So I was like buying a ton of Senegens and $25 a tube. Good Lord. I, I don't even know how much money I spent. I, I don't even want to find out because I just dumped all of it. Yeah, I had so much Cinegens as well. So much. No, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible makeup. It's absolutely horrible makeup. No, like it would stay on my lips, but the darker the color, the, the, the less it would stay. Like it wouldn't stay long. I had to get colors that were close to my lip tone and that's when they would stay longer. I guess my pH balance wasn't right. I don't know. It It looked good for like 20 minutes and then it would get flaky and then like little chunks would fall out. And then I'm like, I'm going to have to reapply, but isn't the whole point of this to like not reapply. Right. Unless you're using the gloss, which then you keep running out of gloss. So you have to go buy more $20 tubes of gloss and it has to be their gloss. I tried using other glosses and it would make it weird. So no, it was, and of course, when she, the girl who sold sentences, when she decided to leave, cause she was going back to school, um, her upline sent me this voice message on Facebook messenger. Hey, Mallory, it's Jessica. Um, I know that you were a customer blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I'm taking over and I want to know if you needed anything. And I was like, and I sent her back a voice message. I was like, I don't do MLMs anymore, but good luck. Thanks. <laughs> I was just don't, please don't message me like I don't know you you're like we're gonna nip this in the bud right now right now and so (laughs) she never she like never messaged me again thank god but then like you know one of my friends started selling Cenogens maybe a month ago and she invited me to the party and I was like hey I don't do MLMs anymore she's like oh can I ask why so I was like MLMs are a pyramid scheme and you're gonna 99% fail and blah 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 she's like okay thank you for your opinion not an opinion, sweetie. It's a fact. Right. When I present with you facts, it's not an opinion, but you know, you can't. It's absolutely wild. So we've talked a little bit about samples and this, key, this question keeps running through my head as you talk about samples mm-hmm. because I did it too. I was in, it works oh. I know, a, a total nightmare before LuLaRoe. And they were always like, you need to send out samples. You're going to have to buy like a bag of the chews and like a bag of this and a bag of that. And then you can just send out little samples. So I'd have like the greens, like to go 
which is like that horrible stuff. So it'd be like one of those and like two little chews. And I would put it in a little bubble mailer, went to the dollar store, bought those little bubble mailers. I thought, oh my God, I'm such a boss, babe. Like this is a real business. Like this is how real business people do things. Like this is amazing. I'm at the dollar store buying all of my samples because I made my post yesterday and six people wanted free samples. Yep. And I'm making a little handwritten note that was like, please let me know how you've been. Yeah. And then open them in there. That all cost me money. That all cost me time. Go into the post office. Everybody got their samples. Nobody reached out to say thank you. Nobody reached out to buy anything else. Nope. And I spent all this money for nothing. Right. I had an It Works woman approach me when I was getting married. I was talking about, I was like in the staff lounge talking about getting married. And this woman literally came out of the bathroom. I don't know who she was still to this day. And she's like, hey, so I overheard you talking about uh, getting married. I saw these body wraps from It Works. And I was like, uh, no, thank you. Like, I didn't talk anything about, I didn't say anything about me wanting to lose weight. I didn't say anything about it, but she just comes right out and is like, if you want to like, you know, shed some pounds for your wedding. I was like, who are you? No, thank you. My God. The first time I was ever approached, and this is not when I joined, I joined like two years later, but Uh the first time I was ever approached by an It Works Hun was about my wedding dress like why don't you want to like lose a couple of inches so that your dress fits perfectly on your big day no no I was like I'm no gonna... I want to buy a dress that fits me now because I'm right. not planning on losing or gaining weight because I've literally been this size forever yeah right yeah so I don't need to lose any any inches in your crappy wraps like no wow no thank you yeah it works oh, that God. that was like the only time I ever was really exposed to it but then when I joined posh I was like it, there was also I was like, oh, I did a lot of research on this company. They're not like other ones. They're not like it works. Like they're really, really spammy and gross and salesy. And when I joined, my upline was like, you know, Mallory's had a really bad um, experience with direct sales. She didn't have mentorship. Um, And she would say to me, she's like, yeah, there's a lot of really bad MLMs out there, but they're not all the same. Like a lot of them are different and it just depends on your upline. And I like believe that because I, and I, okay, all MLMs are the same. I do believe that a lot of them try to operate very differently to appear not the same. One of the things I think maybe you did a video about like the free trips and they posh does these incentives to earn free trips. And I saw my upline go on a number of these trips. And then last year she was trying to reach the goal to be able to take a guest where she wanted to take her husband and she reached it. She got that goal. So just last week I went into my back office because I knew they were doing an incentive trip and I wanted to read the terms and conditions because I had never read the terms and conditions and you get, so you have to like get 11,000 points to earn this free trip to Hawaii and you can get 500 points for a new recruit and then one point per dollar of PV. So really if you can get 22 recruits in a three-month period, then you're getting on, going on this trip. Or if you can get $11,000 in sales in a three-month period, then you're going on this trip. And then you would get like half a point. You can get half a point for your downline sales and all this stuff. So then I wanted to see like, okay, what comes with the trip? Now, this is probably one of the better 
like trip packages than the ones I've seen. They do pay for your airfare up to $500. They do give you uh, transportation, which I'm sure is like a shuttle from the airport to the resort. They give you a $500 gift card to spend on food while you're there and then your room. So like I went to the website, I looked to see what the, you know, what a cost for a one, you know, one room with two people in it would be because you have to share a room with a guest. You're looking at about $1,000 for the room for five days. So Posh is spending maybe $2,000 if you win. Up to 230 people can earn this trip. Okay, 20 of them can be the guests. So 250 total trips that they're going to pay for. So $2,000, give or take, is what they're spending per consultant. But then in the fine print, it says that when you earn this trip, if you turn it down first, if you turn it down, you can get compensate. You can get a $500 payout for this $2,000 trip, you'll get $500 if you turn the trip down. But then they say per the IRS rules, which I never knew until literally, I think today, when I was looking it up again, they're going to put that on your, on your 1099. So that trip counts as being taxed. And I'm like, wait a minute. So if I went yeah. a trip, I could just save $2,000 and go myself and not have to have it taxed or win it and try and then end up spending money to get the right. So it's like, when you said a free trip is not free, doesn't matter if they pay for the flight. Doesn't matter if they pay for your food. At some point you're paying tax on a trip like that. And then, so it's not free. It's not free. And so I was just like, that boggled my mind, but I tried to win those trips. Like the very few times and I knew I would never get there because I wasn't really trying to actively recruit, but I did have a team of seven at one point under me because they just like joined. They just were like, Hey, you look like you're having fun. Let me join. I was like, Oh my God. Okay, cool. It's just so wild to me with those parameters to get the trip, Mm -hmm. but yet they tell you it's not about recruiting and they give you this really ridiculous number to hit within three months. Like that's really small. Most, I think most MLM's incentive trip is like a six month period. So a three month period is, is a lot smaller. Uh They give you this ridiculous number to hit. They're like, we're going to give you one point per dollar. (laughs) Right. Or we're going to give you 500 points per person. Right. Right. It's, it's it's not about recruiting. It's not about recruiting. Right. So that's, that's like, because I remember when I first started all of this too, I had messaged someone else that was in her downline. I was like, Hey, when, you know, such and such, uh, I said, won that trip. And she's like, you mean earned that trip? And I was like, okay, sorry. When she earned that trip, um, what did they not pay for? She's like, they paid for everything. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, no, they paid for everything. Like they literally paid. So then looking at the fine print of this one, sure. Okay. They paid for flight and food and then the room. So we can say that they pay for everything, but it also says like, if you do upgrades, if there's a cancellation by a God event, they won't reimburse anything. So like, you know, you are likely to lose a lot of money if you try to earn this trip or just spend money more because then once you get there, you're like, Oh, I've already spent $500 on food, but I want more. So I'm just going to spend more of my own money. Like it's easy to spend $500 on a vacation. Right. And they call it a vacation. They call it a trip that you earn. You've earned this vacation. But then they have have activities. Then they they make you go to all these fucking stupid things. (laughs) I know. Cause it said there too, like if you bring a guest, uh, they are not welcome. Or if you bring a guest that did not earn it, they can't come to the posh activities. And I was like, what are the posh activities? So I guess you could bring someone that didn't earn it, 
but then they can't come to the posh activities and they have, you have to pay for them to do all the other stuff. Like you pay for them to be there or whatever. So like you bring your husband because they're like, Hey, you earned this vacation and you can bring a guest and you're like, husband, we finally get to go on a vacation. I know my time has been so busy with everything, but we finally get a week together. Right. Just you and me on this vacation that I earned in my business that I own. And then you get there. And they're like, no, your husband can't come to name these events because he didn't earn it either. You're just like, wait, 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 wait. So it's not a vacation. Right. This is, and what are these a events? cult like, indoctrination event that right. I had to earn. Right. What are these events? Like, I don't even, I don't know what the events are. Cause like, I know about the conferences that they call uncon and, uh, the conference, you know, I, I, and I wanted to go, I would see her posting all these like fun dance parties and the booth. And I was like, Oh my God, I want to go to Uncon so bad. That looks like so much fun, but I didn't have the money to do that. Um, so those, I, you know, I know what goes on there, but I don't know what happened, like what these activities are on the vacations. And I'm just like, whatever, like, this is, this is such a, it's a on it's the LuLaRoe like, cruise, oh. they had events. I didn't go. Um, they had like different themed nights. They had like a whole list every day in the morning, like when, when room service would come in and make your bed and put your little like towel animal on your bed. They also would put the LuLaRoe itinerary for like the next day so that you knew what was happening. And it would be like, today is seventies night and we're going to have this event. And then I I remember there was like a ping pong competition. Um, and, and things like that. So you could go up to like the Lido deck and play in this big LuLaRoe ping pong competition. Mm-hmm. And if you won, you would get back office credit. You'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm working towards $500 in back office credit. I'm but just like, more what LuLaRoe are we doing? Right. Like, why do I want more LuLaRoe if I've got an entire house filled with it, but I can't move? Oh my gosh. Like that. Yeah, it is. I'm so glad that I never got so deep in that because, and that's the thing, when I said on the last podcast, I was like, I, the reason I'm so kind of like obsessed with doing all of this is because I, I, I know that I'm easy to trust. I, I I don't want to say like manipulated, but like, if I didn't have the right supports, if I didn't have the right people around me, it is very possible that I could be easily manipulated, brainwashed. Like I, you know how there's like the theory that there's like infinite different versions of us in different realms. I'm certain that if that's true, there is definitely a version of me that is in a religious cult. There's a version of me that is like a top leader in an MLM, like, because I am easily, I trust easily. So if I don't have a lot of education and knowledge on something, you can tell me something's true. And I'll be like, oh, that sounds right. Okay. And then I'm like, wait, I probably should look that up. So that's why I like, I constantly am reading and watching videos and trying to stay educated on it because I could be, I'm like kind of gullible sometimes. And I don't love that about myself. So I want to be, I want to be like completely aware of when I'm being taken for a fool before it happens. Absolutely. And I absolutely agree with you with everything you just said. In an alternate reality, I'm 100% a cult leader somewhere. 100%. (laughs) And I'm sorry if you're in my cult. I'm sure we have cookies and, and fun stuff, but I'm probably in your cult. I'm probably, you're probably in it. You're probably yeah. like my right hand man. Okay. Yeah. Woman. You're right. My right hand woman. <laughs> in an alternate yeah. reality. Like I know this about myself. I know mm-hmm. that I'm vulnerable. I know that I sign up for things and trust yep. the wrong people. Like yep. 40 years of evidence in my right. life of me 
zigging when I should have zagged. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what led me to all of this. And then just finding the comedy side of it and being like, I'm going to lean into that. And I'm, your comedy is incredible. So for those of you who haven't seen my favorite, I'm not sure if my favorite character of yours is Kakeli or Schemely. I'm not sure. Both of them are great, but um, please introduce to those who are listening, who have never even seen your characters, who your characters are, and just like a little blip of them so that we can get to know them really quickly. So uh, Schemely is uh, based off of our favorite Pruvit. Um, Mega Hun, Jessie Lee Ward, which again, I didn't even know who she was until I started watching, but like no clue. She's not, she's not famous. Like that's the thing. Like she likes to, she likes to create this, uh, this lifestyle look that she's like at Justin Bieber's house and look how famous I am. I'm like, nobody outside of this community has any clue who you are. So you're not famous. Um, but you know, she, she has this huge energy where she's like leaning into the camera and like constantly moving all the time and everything is like, ah! so I, just one day I for Halloween I think this is when it all kind of started I was like trying to come up with a Halloween costume it was the first year that we were going to actually have a babysitter we were actually going to be able to go to a party and there was a Halloween costume contest and I was like what am I going to be and I was like I'm going to be a pyramid scheme I don't know what that's going to look like yet but I'm going to be a pyramid scheme so I started building a box like a, a pyramid out of like stuff from Sam's Club that you know that I bought for my kids and I'm just like painting it and gluing it together my husband's like what are you doing I was like I'm a pyramid scheme and inside the box I made I looked up online I made little folded uh pyramids and I attached candy to it but I wrote on them what false promise you were going to get when you joined my team so when people at the party reached into the box I, they were like congratulations you just got an eating disorder <laughs> like like and all these like congratulations you're now ten thousand dollars in debt Can, you know like so all these things that were going to end up happening to you when you join pyramid schemes. I went to the party as Kakeli, but when I first introduced it, I made this video with, um, with Scheme Lee because I went to Target and found this wig. And I had just watched a video. Somebody had done a live response to her uh, because she was doing the difference between mentorship and recruiting. And she started using, she was using addiction as an example. And she started using these crazy examples of, you know, if you're, if you're somebody's mentor in AA and you get them to join, you, you know, you want to just be like, okay, bye. Uh, you're on your own now. You just want to do that. So I was like listening to her do all these crazy and like kind of really offensive metaphors for uh, what it meant to be a mentor in an MLM. So my favorite line that I've ever just like come up with on the fly was, uh, so Scheme Lee said, so, you know, like when you join my team, I'm going to mentor you and you're going to like get the product. You have to be a product of the product. You have to spend $500 to buy the product because, well, why Scheme Lee? Like why hashtag Scheme Lee do I need to buy the product? Well, listen, if I were, um, I don't know, like if I was a funeral director, okay, if I'm a funeral director um, and I, I have people coming to me with their grandma, they want to know that I am embalming their grandma with the best embalming with the best formaldehyde so they need to know that I have used it on myself I am a product of the product like you would I wouldn't just embalm you without having tried it like why would why would you do that and then I just freeze (laughs) so that just like started evolving and then and then when she did the video of her being like I'm going live right now oh my gosh I'm going to uh donate $16,695 to this mental health awareness corporation 
And she kept saying like, I'm a good person. Like there are good people out there who do good things with their money. And I was watching Aaron B's and I think Julie Joe was the one they did like a, re- a video, a commentary on it. And they kept talking about like, she keeps saying how good of a person she is. And I'm like literally laying on my couch watching it. And I was like, oh my God, there's a song from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend called I'm a Good Person. And I was like, and I just, my husband was taking my daughter up to bed and I was like, I'm doing it right now. So I like came to my office, put the wig on, found a clip on TikTok and just started recording it. Cause it was, per- it was perfect. And then that's when like face your fears evolved. So that's where that all, like, that's where Schemely came from. Kikaley, um is based off of, is based off of kind of people I know. Um, I, I found this hat for $7 at Target. I, um, I mean, I think I would have spent $35 on a hat if I had found one. But when I saw it for $7, like this is a sign that I need to have this hat just for this character. Um, and it was right around the time that uh, Monet started uh, touting their protein smoothies. And I was like, yeah, because when I think of shampoo, I think of protein shakes. Like that's where I want to get my protein from. So I started, and then, you know, I was following, I started seeing these Monet Hans like, just taking random pictures with their friends. Like, let's make a boomerang of us just walking arm in arm because it's a natural thing that girlfriends do all the time. And let me just take random pictures of me on this bench and be like, I'm so happy that I joined Monet and it's changed my life. Like they would post these pictures that are just completely unnatural and not authentic in the least. And two of the girls that, two, there are two current Monet market partners um, that I know personally. Um, and the one, I guess she's like a market builder. And then her upline is like a managing market builder. Um, and she, you know, they just post this ridiculous, very fake and just n- not genuine stuff that they believe is genuine. And I'm just like, this is, I, I just know that this is not very truthful. So they started posting pictures of the protein shakes and they'd be like, one banana, ice, unsweetened vanilla almond milk, and a scoop of the greens and the protein. And this is delicious. And I'm like, there's no way that's delicious. Like I will never believe it. So I, I'm a member at LA Fitness. I don't go, but there's a smoothie bar in LA Fitness. And so one morning I put on my Kakaili sweater and I got my Kakaili hat. I took my daughter to take care. So when I say this in the video, it's very true. And then I went to LA Fitness, went in, got a smoothie, a really good smoothie, and got in my car and just was like, hey, guy, everybody, it's your girl, Kakaili. And Kakaili spells her name K-K-A-I-L-E-I-G-H-E-E. All the vowels. Um, and so I, I said, I'm just going to, you know, we started our new protein shake. Um, I think I said, like, you might be wondering why it's in like a to-go cup. Um, I'm trying to be really aware of using water. I'm trying to cut down my water consumption. So I went to Costco and I got like a hundred plastic cups and plastic straws, because now I don't have to wash my smoothie cups. I can just throw these away. So, you know, better for the environment. Got it. So, so then I, such conservation, Thank you. such conservation. We're very aware of how we affect the planet here at Monet. And then I was like, so I want to like take a sip of our new, uh, smoothie protein shake with you live so that you can try it. And then I just like took a sip and, you know, acted like it was disgusting and, and I just, I, it was just funny. And I said this to my mom and I was like, do you think this is funny? My mom's like, oh my God, this is hysterical. You're like, you're, and I was like, okay, I'm going to post this. So that's like kind of how she took off. Um, and I just, 
I have just loved make, making these characters. And then I had the idea of Barb Stupidinsky, where she's like an old lady who still sells Tupperware and she's trying to adapt to not having online parties. So she's trying to go, or not having in-person parties. So she's trying to go online. So I have this wig from when I was in high school and I played an old woman and I got some dollar store glasses. And then the whole video has to take place with me, like at my phone right here, like a boomer would, like you can't. So I just like started creating these characters, but I just, Kaylee and Scheme Lee are the ones that are kind of more based on like real people. But again, and I've said these in some of my videos, it is based on the things they say and do and not like on the person. Like I'm, I, when I create Kaylee, I'm not like, look at how ugly my eyebrows are or my hair or like anything like that. Like I don't, I'm not making any kind of commentary on physical features. It is all about the things that they say that are not true. And that's like, and and that in itself just creates comedy gold. And I, so I was like, I have found, I have found my niche of, of leaning into this. And so, you know, Kaylee and Scheme Lee are, they're like, they're kind of like part of my family now at this point. I mean, I am so excited. Anytime I see one of your characters, they are hilarious. I love Barb. I love how you like, just basically see up her nose and she's like, Oh, what are we doing here? Oh, oh, hi, Carol. Oh, Carol. Oh, Carol can see. Can you see me, Carol? It's just, I've seen so many of those lives before, like an actuality. And it's just, it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. I kind of want to create a paparazzi character. um, But that would require me getting like a pin board or whatever and getting some of like, I'm waiting for the day that I find at a yard sale, like a dollar bin of crappy jewelry from like a child. And once I can find that, because that would just be super easy where I'm just yelling at the camera being like, there's six people live on here and nobody's talking to me. That's not fair. You wouldn't like it if I came on your lives and didn't talk to you. So I've got something in the works with her. Um, but, you know, it's amazing. Just, you need yeah. to talk to, you need to talk to Tracy Reed. She can help you with the paparazzi stuff. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. You know, and then maybe I'll just get picked up by SNL and I'll totally do a whole career change. <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah it's just that's I love my character so if you haven't seen you know Kikaili oh but that's what I'm gonna say so somebody commented someone commented on Kikaili and she goes not me having almost the exact same name and she spelled it c-a-i-l-e-i-g-h and I was like oh my god the only difference is I added two e's on the end and two k's and I messaged her I was like I'm so I'm so sorry. Like, I really am not a techie. She goes, no, it's okay because I don't have the two E's and I'm not a hun. So I'm not offended. <laughs> I said, thank God, because I don't want to offend people. You know, if you're offended because I'm attacking your shampoo, whatever. I don't care if you're offended by that. But if you're offended, you know, I don't want to offend anybody for their, their actual name or anything like that. So, right. We poke fun of the stereotypes. We don't poke mm-hmm. fun of like things that people can't control. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's why I also started doing the, the side-by-side videos too. Those are my favorite. I was going to talk about those next. You guys, if you are not watching Mallory's videos where she does a a TikTok duet, she goes to Hun's pages. She finds these ridiculous, uh, trendy TikToks, like with the sounds, like the bump, 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 bump. Like all of these ridiculous TikTok sounds that we make all these videos. She finds the ones that the Huns do where they're promoting their MLMs and they're you know, bolstering all these lies yeah. and recruiting uh-huh. and, and just being super scammy. And she recreates the video as a duet 
which is where your videos are right next to each other if you're not familiar with TikTok. And she recreates the video with the truth. And it is brilliant. When I say that it's brilliant, like it's because I cannot find a better word than brilliant. It is unbelievably amazing how you are taking their lies, putting the truth right next to it. My hat's off to you. That seriously, some of the best anti-MLM educational content that's out there right now. Oh my God. I'm not even joking. That is high praise. Thank you so much. It's funny because I don't even know how it started. I, I mean, there's the one Monet Hun that like I I specifically was using. She has since blocked me. Um, but very recently, like I think it was two days ago, she blocked me. Like I've been doing this for at least three weeks and she just now blocked me. So I have a ton with hers. Um, and it's kind of exhausting because, you know, she's got so many of them and I'm trying to like find outfits that are similar. So if she's like wearing a white button down, I go and find a white button down or she's wearing a jean jacket or a black backwards cap or something. So I try to like find things that are similar. Um, and then I try to find filters that are similar to that. I, I want to try to make it look, you know, exactly as close as I can. Um, but it is, I don't know how it started, but I think it was just, you know, when this particular hun was bragging that she retired her husband when we all know it was because he wouldn't get vaccinated I was like that's it I've had enough like I it is driving me nuts and so I'm gonna just I don't even remember I guess that's what I thought I just started doing them and then just they started taking off um because I get so frustrated same thing with like the small business Saturday. I'm like, you're not a small business. Like, you know, I, I, I've been looking for some reels. I haven't found a lot of reels on small business Saturdays, but, um, you know, trying to find anything to like, just put the truth right next to the, the lie or the income claim. I mean, the one that she did, she was like, here's how you can make $1,135 in a month and then lists all of the things. And I was like, so this is recruiting. This is this, this is an income claim. This is, and you have to do this three times in one month to get this amount of money. So that means you need to get four total recruits and 12 VIPs. This, like, you want to talk about being highly unattainable? That's not really attainable for most people. So that's like what I put right next to it. So hopefully, you know, I just hope that people do see it, that maybe you're going to join. And it, you know, I have stopped, not stopped. I have helped at least four people not join an MLM at this point, which is huge for me. One of them being my former student's mom. It was funny because she called me, the student called me. She's like, uh, okay, Mallory, I just left my mom's store and we were there for like some weird presentation. And based on what I've seen you post on Instagram, I think my mom just joined the pyramids team. And I was like, I'm calling your mom right now. And she came over the next night. We had pumpkin beers. She talked me through everything. And I was like, yeah, you just joined a pyramid scheme. So here's how we're going to get out of this. And like, I, I helped her get out of it, but it was like one of the best feelings that I ever had, like just helping her not get scammed and lose money. And I just, I hope that's, that's my whole goal is that I actually help people by helping them not get roped into this instead of helping them by giving them soap. That's because that's not helping them. Isn't it amazing that like most of us join MLMs because we want to be something bigger than we are. We want to help. We want to (laughs) expand our network and be like, Hey, I want to reach out and, and, and help people that are outside of my circle, outside of my reach. I want to help them with beautiful, soft colored leggings with squirrels and clowns on them because that's what they need in their life. It's my calling to do this. It's like, why do we think that? Why do we think that that everyone's dream is to be an entrepreneur? Why do we think that everyone's dream is to make huge amounts of money 
like, and we're seeing this, we're seeing this play out in real time with Wafab, you know, cause I don't call it WFAB. It's Wafab. I, it's the stupidest name of that group um, with that Monet. Have you, have you seen what's going on with them? Okay. Like, so them burning. Yes and burning. no. So I'm oh. familiar with Wafab and I know that it's like a Monat team or yeah. something. Yeah. It but is. I don't know anything about I mean, Wafab. We don't need to take too much time on it because like, I'm going to do a reaction video at some point because I did get into the Zoom call. I'm going to do a reaction video. Chelsea Suarez is actually, I think, filming and editing right now. Isabel Lancer is doing it. Like, people are doing, uh, Julie Joe's doing it. Like, people are doing reaction videos to it. Basically, in short, these, these girls formed, it's their team name. Like, it's not even a business. They're calling it a business. But as far as I can tell, it's not a real business. It's and just, what does Wolfab even stand for? <laughs> work from anywhere bus builders. No, I swear to God, it's they call it WFAB. I call it WFAB because I think it's the most absurd thing. Um, they took this lifestyle to get people to join the team because if you join the team, this is the lifestyle you'll have. Um, they have like promo videos, whatever. So it blew it's up. Because, so that's so Amway. That's so oh, lines of affiliation of Amway. Yeah. And I guess one of the top leaders got kicked out of the group chats and all this stuff blew up. So she posted on her story, the screenshots of what was going down. And basically the top leaders of Wafab are moving from Monet to iGenius, which is a Bitcoin company. So they're literally moving from an MLM disguised as a pyramid scheme or a pyramid scheme disguised as an MLM to just an actual pyramid scheme where they have to learn about trading Bitcoin. They went from shampoo to Bitcoin stock exchange, so cryptocurrency. And so then they, on the Zoom call, they were like, we didn't want you to find out this way. Um, you can come with us if you'd like to join us. There's like thousands of people on this team and only like 70 are going, but they were cross-recruiting, which is illegal. Um, and so just watching this all unfold, that it, like that is the perfect picture of how this doesn't happen in normal businesses. People don't just say, hey, uh, we're a target, but now we're an auto center and that's all we do. That's, that's it. We are no longer a target. We are an auto center. And if you work for us, now you have to fix cars. Like that, that doesn't happen in normal businesses. You can't just change the entire, like what you sell. You just don't do that and surprise your employees with it at the drop of a hat. You know, but apparently they say it was all calculated. They've been planning it. So it's just, a, and they're screwing over all these people because when these top leaders join, they're going to have all the people under them join too. So they're going to get all these people to join. They're going to make a ton of money real quick, but the people who joined underneath them don't have anyone joining with them. So they're losing money. And all of a sudden they're losing a business, quote unquote business, because now they're not actually selling shampoo or a product. They're trying to get people to learn how to sell, you know, exchange crypto, um, it, it, yeah. it's, all, it's, it's very, it's very, I mean, if you listen to Isabella talk about it, she is livid. And I think it's because she's like gone so like deep on Monet and like this whole group that like seeing these people really get screwed over. And the worst part about the zoom call was that they would not let anybody talk. They would not open the chat. And there were women, there were women literally like writing signs and like holding it up in the camera being like, so you're just deserting us. Like you're just leaving the first community because they wouldn't answer questions. So they were like trying to answer questions by holding up signs in their camera. And then they were getting booted and like, then they would have to like re-sign on and come back in. It was, it was ruthless. And oh that's, God. and so like the people that I know, like, that's not the, that's not what I Anybody in my life that's in an MLM, they're not even at this level of horrificness. 
but I'm trying to make sure they don't get to it. Like, I don't want this stuff to get to the East Coast. Like, Herbalife cafes are not a thing over here. When I was hearing about them, I'm like, I don't know what that is. It never got over here, but I want to make sure it doesn't. I So I'm just going to, like, do my best to speak out about it so that if anybody joins Herbalife over here, we don't have these random, you know, smoothie shops popping up. So, like, I don't want it to get to the point where things like Wafab are happening and all of a sudden it's, like, rampant in Pennsylvania. Like I just don't want it over here. I need to do like a deep dive into Wafab and maybe message uh, Isabella and uh, Chelsea and be like, Hey, yes. Yeah. Come on the show and let's talk Wafab. That's crazy to me because if selling shampoo that makes your hair fall out, isn't volatile enough, let's jump into the crypto market where you know nothing about it. You know, I don't know anything about shampoo either. Right. Which is work like but it's it's like she like the girl who runs it jasmine she like posted a a reel this morning that was like showing her her notebook and it was like all these notes and i like paused it so i could like read what it was saying and it's like she is like having to learn about the exchange on all of this and i'm like this is this is great like this is just dumb but you're gonna make a crap ton of money real quick and then keep getting people underneath you to recruit like it's 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 she's and uh, one of the uh, you know creators that I follow, I forget which one now, said that they really believe in one or two years, this company will not exist. Like they'll get shut down. This company has changed names three times. They have like gone through having to completely rebrand because they keep getting shut down. And then they went and joined it. It's it's all really corrupt and unfortunate for these women who don't understand what's happening to them. So that's you know, it's just. It's, it's wild. So and I'm wondering, yeah. I'm like, how did I miss all of this with ab stuff? Because I have seen that hashtag and I was like, what does mm-hmm. it even stand for? And then I just literally thought for a second and I was like, oh, boo, that's why. That's why I've been focused because I've been focused on. Right. Boo because of boo. Oh, my God. Yeah. When that, and it's like, it all happened at the same time. Boo went down. And that's what I, I like posted on my personal page. So I was like, hey, if you guys aren't aware, there is like an MLM out here that is selling dirt and people are drinking it. This is why I'm anti MLM. And then people come and go like, are you serious? I'm like, Yes, I'm serious. Like, this is what's so crazy about this industry is you can literally make an MLM for anything and people will join. People are literally drinking dirt and, and, and trying to resell it. I don't understand what has happened in, in this world that, and, and then now that we have to, def, you know, they're trying to defend what they do is not a pyramid scheme. Like, you know, it's just, I said the other day, I'm like, if you, if you are unsure if what you're about to do, is a scam. Ask yourself if you've ever had to defend your profession before. There is no anti-teacher community. I mean, there are people who are awful to teachers and think they can do our job, but they don't have like an entire community trying to say, no more teachers, let's take down education. There, there's no anti-hairdresser you know, hairdresser community. There's no anti-retail uh, community. There's no anti-fireman community. There's no anti-community of any kind of profession except for multi-level marketing. So if you're joining a multi-level marketing company and you have to defend why what you're doing is not a scam it's a scam (laughs) right and there's only one industry that will teach you what to say when someone asks you is this a pyramid scheme right because no one will ever ask if target's a pyramid scheme no they're gonna ask if your pyramid scheme's a pyramid scheme and your pyramid scheme is gonna train you on what to say to combat that negativity right Right. It's, it is, it is maddening 
to realize. And, and it, like, I get frustrated with my own self thinking like, how did I not see it? How do the people that I care about who are still currently MNOMs, how do they not see it? But you know, that's like the work we're doing is trying to like help them see. So we do, we do what we can and we push forward on our crusade. <laughs> and I'm so happy to have you Thank with you. us because the Thanks. more the merrier, I always say. And uh, especially when you're creating amazing content, new original content. Thank you. And like inspiring us old people to be like, I want to make a video like that. I'm not much younger than you. Like, I feel old. Like, I, I feel when I look at all these other creators, I'm like, oh my God, they're like young little babies. They're like late 20s, early 30s. And I'm like, uh, what am I doing here? But, you know. I, I just I'm love here. that there are, there are accounts like you that are that are bringing uh, more comedy into the anti-MLM movement, because I say on this podcast all the time, if we don't laugh, we cry. Oh, and so right. I always bring the dark comedy in. People message me all the time. Oh, my God, your episode was so-and-so was so funny. Like, I connected. And that we can find the spaces to add the comedy so that after we talk about really heavy things, we right. can laugh about the stereotypes. And so I'm so excited to have people like you who are bringing in this comedy and making it more commonplace so that when other people bring comedy in, it's not awkward. Right. You know, and we can have this really wonderful community. I'm excited about 2022 and collaborating with you on things and fun. I mean, I am so excited. I know we have all kinds of stuff up our sleeves. um, And I am so excited for what 22 is going to bring to us. Me too. too. It's going to be, it's going to be a great year. I think at least for this. Absolutely. We're just, it, the sky's the limit. Um, are okay. you ready to do some rapid fire questions? Yes, I think. Yeah, let's do it. What is one word that encompasses how you feel about multi-level marketing? Manipulation. Give me a warning or a piece of advice to somebody who is still on the fence and thinks that joining an MLM might be a good idea. Do as much research as you can. And when if the person who's recruiting you says, don't listen to this, do the opposite and go listen to what they've told you not to listen to, because likely it has information you need to hear. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what is the worst MLM in your opinion? I used to think it was, it works, but I think it's Monet. Now I'm like, really, I am on the anti-Monet train. Yeah. I don't, I don't like Monet at all. Uh, hardest lesson that you learned while you were in multi-level marketing. I learned that I am gullible and I am quick to trust people that maybe I shouldn't. And it's like hard to sit in that. Like I had to marinate in that for a while and be like, huh, I might be an idiot sometimes, but like, yeah. Looking in that mirror and be like, gee, Willikers, I'm a big sucker. Right. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. And then finally, a positive takeaway from your time in MLM that you still use today. I found a, a, a niche, a niche, whatever, however you say that word. I found my, my niche of comedy, of something that I feel 100% confident on. I know the content. I know what I'm talking about. And so I am confident in creating material and content that, that is in this realm. So like without it, I, I would not be doing a podcast with you. I wouldn't be doing a podcast later in December with Aaron B's. I wouldn't be, you know, getting people messaging me saying, I'm so glad I found your account. You, you, you make me laugh. 
Um, Cause it like, you know, we talked about, I've talked about how like you would get that dopamine hit when people would post like, Hey, you know, Mallory ranked this month and you get that dopamine hit. Now I get that dopamine hit because people are saying, I'm so glad that I found your funny account. You make me laugh. I can relate to you. I love listening to you talk. Um, keep making content. Like that's the dopamine hit that is positive. And for being able to find comedy that I actually am like, I'm good at this. This is what I, I think this is what I was meant to do in my free time. This is a hobby I'm good at. So if it weren't for all of this, Scheme Lee and Kaylee would not exist. So thank you. <laughs> it's amazing. Thank you so much. You oh are beyond wonderful. Oh, thank Well, so are you. Thank you so much for asking me to be here. I was, I'm tickled pink <laughs> to have been, to have been asked. So this has been great. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.